Welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Dr. Joni Cannell shares communication strategies for technical people. She shares her own stories of learning to communicate and brings in other nerds and experts to show you how to interact with people in a way that's comfortable for you. And now, here's your host, the uniquely qualified engineer turned psychologist, Dr. Joni Cannell. Hello and welcome to Reinventing Nerds. I'm honored to have J.V. Crum III on the show today. In nerd speak, let's just describe J.V. as a Jedi master. Now, I say this because not only is he a master of helping entrepreneurs make money, but he also uses the force for good. So what does this mean in, in real life here? JV is the host of four shows on the Conscious Millionaire podcast and radio network. And the Conscious Millionaire was named by Inc. Magazine as one of the top 13 business shows in 2017. He's a 34 times best-selling author, speaker, and high-performance coach who's known for his live on-camera trainings. Uh, where he helps coaches and entrepreneurs find $50,000 or more in hidden revenues, then develop steps to put it in the bank. Well, we could all use that. Uh, he's also the founder of Conscious Millionaire and the HighPerformerBootCamp.com. So, welcome, JV. Well, Joni, we've known each other for quite a while, and thank you so much for having me, but First of all, hello to everybody who's listening, because if you're listening to Joni, you're listening to good stuff, and congratulations on your show's success. Thank you, JV. You've been one of my key supporters, and I'm just so honored to have you on, on today. So let me just tell the, the nerds out there um, why, you know, it's really um, so important to listen to what JV has to say today because a lot of you are entrepreneurs or are thinking about being entrepreneurs. I know it because I've talked to you and I've heard what you've said. So this is the show for you to listen to in particular. JV is going to give you sound advice on how to make money and also how to employ some of those people strategies to make that happen. So let's, let's first talk about JV and your book. You've written a book called Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. Tell us about the book and what inspired you to write that. Yeah, it's a great question. Well, you know, it really starts with purpose because when I work with clients, I have a nine-step process. We're not going to go through all of that today, but I start in a different place than most people. Most people start with something external to the business owner or the entrepreneur or the coach. And they go, okay, well, here's what you need to do. You need to go out and do some research, find out what the market wants. That's very typical. And then come back and build the business based upon that. And I agree, you need to do all that, but that is not step one. So step one really starts with what's that internal sense of purpose that you have that's bigger than you, that makes your life really meaningful and guess what? If you bring that in at the core of your business, you're going to create a bigger vision for what your business can be and who it can help and the impact that it can make. And you know, all the money you're ever going to make in your life is going to come out of making an impact. But why not build a business that makes a positive impact in the world? Because now it's transforming people and people really want part of it. So let's go back to the question. 
where did my book come from? Where did Conscious Millionaire come from? And I had literally, I'd sold a, a group of companies. I'd gone off initially on a four-month, 30,000-mile road trip in my SUV into Canada, every province, every major city. And then I went and lived in a Buddhist monastery, went over to Esalen on the Big Sur Coast that a lot of people know about. And then to create the trilogy, I went to Boulder and decided I'd hang out in Boulder. And amid that, I was taking a lot of two and three week camping trips. And literally, I mean, the way I talk, I just talk to the universe. I go, why am I here? What can I do that's going to be really important, that's going to make a difference with all the different skills that I've developed? And I was over in Reno. Now, I was staying in Reno because I'm trained as a tax attorney. So as we all know, Nevada has no taxes. And if you go 10 miles into California, you're in uh-oh land where you have the biggest taxes in the country. And I said, I don't think I want to do that. So I was skiing Lake Tahoe for the winter for six months. And one day weekend, I went over to San Francisco uh, because it was about a three and a half hour drive. So we go there a lot on the weekends. And I was walking around and I saw this kind of thick brochure, probably 70, 80 pages for the Green Festival, which I knew nothing about, but it caught my eye. So I picked it up, put it in my SUV, and when I came home Sunday night, I had a hot tub where I was renting a place. I got in the hot tub. I'm thumbing through this, and I see the word conscious. Now, I've been thinking that I wanted to start some kind of a program to help people become millionaires. But at that time, there were so many millionaire programs that were just by the box. And the magic is making money, and that's all that's important. And I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do, that I wanted to do something that had meaning and value and that someone would be fulfilled from. And having gotten to my first million when I was 25, I very quickly realized the money won the deal. Now, I'm all in making money as much as you want. But if you think that's the deal, you've kind of missed out. There's a fulfillment piece that comes from doing something that you feel matters. So I saw this conscious and literally in my forehead, which is where I get a lot of my intuition visually, <laughs> I saw the phrase conscious millionaire and I got a tingling in my, in my spine and I said to myself, by golly, that's it. But knowing how the universe works, I stayed in the hot tub another 40 minutes, got out because <laughs> uh, I was kind of in revelry, right? And then I went to my computer being a good attorney. I was already thinking trademarks. And I took ConsciousMillionaire.com, which was politely waiting for me, and very quickly filed trademarks because I said, this is the deal. This is why I'm here. And then that ultimately developed into writing a book. And what's interesting, because you gave the subtitle, you know, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference, you know, I believe in going out and doing research. So I assembled about 40 people who were truly my ideal market. And I gave them five different options for the subtitle. Then I took those options that were most liked and I recombined them together to create different total, you know, phrases. And that's how I got the subtitle. And I'd say the first two or three years when I was, you know, at events, doing book signings, people would just stare at the subtitle and they go, that's what I want. And I'm thinking, yes, because I went out and asked my audience. Mm -hmm. So I wrote the book based on what I thought should be in it. 
But I really believe in going out and doing a lot of research and finding out how people want it packaged, what words they need to hear to get what it is that I want to communicate. And that's where I think the two pieces come together, that you have the internal piece that you start with yourself. And that's that Jedi. We've got to really get into that intuitive place that getting a bigger vision of what we can do, what we can accomplish. But then you got to go out and say, okay, market, how did you want me to give this to you? Did you want the red box or the blue box? And if they want the blue box, you give them the blue box. That's how you bring the two together. No, that's exactly it. And that's why you make the money in addition to having a purpose. Yes. Right. Yes. So you start with, here's the impact that I really want to be making. How do people want that impact delivered is so critical. And the the whole thing of building a great business model, this is what I love working with entrepreneurs doing, is getting them crystal clear about the impact they really want to make. And then there's three whys that come out of that. Why do you want to make that impact? Then why do you want to make the money that's going to come out of this? What are you going to do with that money? Why is it important to you? And then why do you want to be doing it? Maybe you want to become the known expert in your field or the entrepreneur who does this kind of business so that you can do other deals, right? So you want to position yourself perhaps through this success so that you've got many deals down the road that you can become involved in, or you want to be on an advisory board of other companies and you want to get known so that other companies are going to want you on their advisory board and you get a piece and hopefully they become a unicorn and, and then you feel blessed for life. Well, it sounds like you're talking about having a long-term plan, not just uh, following the latest shiny object and going after it. You're saying, no, you need to be a little more deliberate about it. And that brings me to the question that I've been wanting to ask you this whole time is, what does it mean to be conscious? I mean, we talk about being really focused. A lot of people are very focused on getting a product out, especially nerds, you know, focused on solving a problem or something. But being conscious, that sounds like a much bigger deal. What is that? Yeah, such a great question. Well, it took me a while to figure that out. It took a few drafts of my book when I said one night, I remember it was about 1 a.m. And I said, oh, my gosh, you're using conscious to mean three different things, but you're not telling the reader when you're doing that. You've got to make that clear. So the first way, conscious, it really kind of comes out of psychology in a lot of ways. And it's like being aware. Now, being aware of what? It might be being aware of who's your ideal client. What's their big problem? What's going on in your industry? What's the best way to market and sell? I mean, all of that's awareness of what's going on around you and that awareness of how to best build your business, awareness of how to create a business model. Then the second one, I call it visionary consciousness. You might call it higher consciousness. But you think of a person like Steve Jobs who, you know, knew that people needed the iPhone and he was right. We did. I mean, I have a little place in my bed where my iPhone sleeps with me. (laughs) No, I'm not kidding you. When I turn over at night, the iPhone turns over with me. (laughs) I was like, I got to have the iPhone near me. Uh, So, but that's Steve Jobs, but it's also every visionary leader. So a Martin Luther King or Mm -hmm. Gandhi were visionary leaders or someone like a Beethoven in the arts 
So we connect with, you know, and I've lived at the Buddhist monastery, so I'm just going to reference that. We connect with what we call big mind. We connect with something that's, you know, I also think of it as a matrix, but different than the negative matrix. I probably watched the matrix film 50 times. I think right. I actually have the script to it. Uh, so just only one of my favorite movies, but it's getting into that visionary consciousness where we're seeing the, the future a hundred years from now and imagining, Oh, this is where disruptive uh, businesses come from is getting a bigger vision of what's possible is always disruptive. Usually. You know, Steve Jobs was disruptive and then everybody copied him, right? But then the third way is social consciousness. And in the last two decades in particular, that's become, you know, not only a focus of so many people who are conscious, aware, mindful, but folks, it's where a lot of the big money and the really vibrantly visionary businesses are going to be built solving those big social problems because mm -hmm. we've never been in a time, you know, and I want to address this. It's something that I've been uh, telling people is that in the next decade, I believe we're going to have more change than in all the time that human beings have been on this planet. And where I believe most of that change is going to come from. And that's why I work with conscious entrepreneurs that want to do something that matters I think it's going to come from entrepreneurs that the vast majority of the positive change on this planet, this is going to be the decade that is the pent of, you know, it's like the, like we're finally there because if you think about the iPhones 10 years old, right? Mm -hmm. I think what, what is going to happen is whatever you're doing right now, that it's not 10 times in 10 years that you're going to build that company or that vision or, you know, build the, build the next amazing company because they're going to be people who come up who become the richest people on earth, you know, because they've now got something that can scale because we have the ability to scale so quickly. It's not a hundred times. I think you need to ask yourself journal. I'm a big journal guy. Ask yourself if you're listening today, this might be your biggest takeaway. What can you do that'll have a thousand times impact and make a thousand times the revenue and profits of whatever you're doing right now, no matter how big it may feel to you at this moment? That's what the next decade is about. Wow. That's yeah. why I coach people because I want to coach some people who really are ready to take that thousand times quantum leap into the future because that's what we have the opportunity to do. And it all comes about because of technology, because the greatest technological advances, uh, we don't even know what they are for the next decade. Right. We can't possibly know in advance. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's, but where does a lot of it come from? We go back to visionary consciousness. That's where we get the disruptive ideas from. Mm -hmm. Well, so I just want to translate this again for our nerd entrepreneurs out there that, uh, you know, the idea is having this awareness and different perspectives than your own. Like, what are others doing? We 
talk about this a lot in say agile teams and all that is having the empathy piece, right? From customer's perspective. And you're talking about, you know, being aware of yourself, being aware of others, which might be some of those empathy pieces, but the society is even a bigger perspective of being aware of. Well, yeah, I talk, I talk about the triple win. It's all the way through Mm -hmm. my book. It's one of the biggest themes and the triple win is you others in society winning together. Mm And uh, I have a whole section in the book that has nine beliefs that outline that. And if you Mm -hmm. embody them, it's not just a good idea. You see the world that way. And here's the deal. The truth is, if you want to win big as an entrepreneur, then you've got to get that, that the biggest way that you can win involves other people winning big and society becoming a better place that in the next decade, that's really the formula is you got to look at social change because we've got seven and a half billion people and it's a crowded space, you know, for homes, for transportation, for food. And what's happening is that the United States has exported. I remember when I was getting my MBA it was 1994. It was an international in international business class. And I walked out and I went, oh my gosh, we have a problem coming. Now, this was pre-China's, you know, growth. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about China and I said, here's the problem. We in the United States are 5% of the world, but we're using at that time 30, 35% of the resources. But we're teaching others to live like we live. And I said, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, right? seriously. <laughs> Definitely not going to work. But you know what's going to work is having bigger visions of how we all win and then look at, well, what's necessary? And then you go to things like nanotechnology that kind of seems to have been shifted away. Like nobody talks about it anymore. You know, like it was a big deal in the 90s. But that we're going to come up with solutions for how everybody on the planet can eat solutions for how everybody on the fa- on the planet can have a place to live, can have medical care. This is where we're headed because they all want what we just told them we have. But the ways that we created that, what I call first, uh, first, first generation capitalism is not going to work. It's, it, that's the win lose world. There are a hundred pennies and a dollar. And what technology has taught us, especially in the nineties, when, all of a sudden there was a flourish of businesses where it seems like a million people became millionaires. Right. Mm -hmm. And technology understood that was a good thing. Right. It wasn't about a hundred pennies. It was like, there could be a million pennies in a dollar. We've got to move to a place where we go, Oh, the real view and question is how does everybody win? And then how do we have to make changes so that that can occur? That's where the biggest money is going to be made. Well, that's so interesting because, you know, we often sort of separate this, you know, this purpose-driven business and people who want to do good and sort of as an add-on or something to sort of think about like, oh, let's just, you know, make everyone think that we're doing something good. But you're saying, no, that's the core. That's That's the core. Absolutely. That's what that decade is all going to be about. Mm. The, the, it's, if you take, the entrepreneurs that are just saying, what's in it for me, they're missing the biggest money on the table. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, we want to make a big impact. 
as entrepreneurs, we want to turn that big impact into big money. It's conscious millionaire. It's putting the two together is going to be the real big winners in this next decade. Yeah, and I think that so much of it is going to be about creativity, innovation, and that's where some of our nerds, you know, who are these real creators and innovators can come into play of how do we solve some of these problems, you know? I mean, I look at the the movie, you know, Apollo 13, and I just love that scene where they're yes. saying, you know, you need to uh, be able to get back home, you know, these are the things you've got. And let's figure out a solution. And it requires people to really think outside the box, all those, you know, cliches and everything. But um, that's where it's coming from is, is solving some of these problems and uh, thinking big about what we can do that will help. Uh, and that'll end up making money. Well, and that's where disruption comes in, because I think the big ideas, the big money and in terms of having great visions is always about disrupting the status quo because we already know the status quo won't work. Right. Right. If we, if we stay with the belief there's a hundred pennies in the dollar, there's no hope. But if we move to a view that says there can be a million and I've used this phrase with clients, expansionary vision. And what I mean by that is you start with a vision but you hold the space that the vision itself is going to constantly expand. And that's really your path forward. And you don't know how it's going to expand. You can't predict that. You know, that's where I talk a lot about getting in the zone, being in the flow. I have mm -hmm. formulas that I help anybody get into the, their zone, their of creativity, their zone of productivity, their zone of attracting the resources and seeing that bigger vision it unfolds before you and it comes from being present, open and authentic. Those are the three keys. And so that goes back to, to things like meditating. I, I won't work with a client if they won't meditate, you know, cause I go, you know, people will go, Oh, I don't have time for that. And I go, no, you don't have time not to do it because it's through the meditation that you're going to actually focus your mind and open space so that throughout the day, new ideas can come in. Right. right. So yeah. we have to bring Eastern and Western together. We, we have to be open to our visions expanding. And that's where we find our great answers. You know, you're just hope, uh, hitting on some of these things that I talk about with people all the time about people strategies, just on the basic level, of how to get along with others. But uh, this being present, open and authentic is how we get along with people. But it's also how we get along with ourselves and it's how yes. we get along in our society. So uh, these can come into play in terms of just having a better life, having better relationships with others, and making more money as, and, as a part of it. And I, I want to ask you a question, JB, because, you know, this all sounds great and everything. And people are like, oh, yeah, let's go out and do it. But, you know, you look at the statistics. I mean, I was just reading something the other day that says 75% uh, of venture capital sponsored uh, small businesses fail, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we have all these great ideas. We want to do all this stuff. And, uh, you know, how do they fail? And, and you're talking about how to thrive, yet there's so much failure. What's the difference here? What's your secret? I think it's, I think it's a great question. Um, you know, so we've talked about the purpose. We've talked about the three whys. I think that's the foundation that a lot of people are skipping. 
It's, it's certainly not talked about in getting an MBA, right? So I think you have to start with that, but then you need to immediately follow with creating the business model that's going to achieve your objectives. And the biggest thing that happens with why small businesses fail, I have a, a for, another formula called, a, you know, formula for creating wealth, and it's conscious focused action. What I have found is most people want to skip the conscious stage. And let's talk about what's in that conscious stage. Mm -hmm. That's where you get clear about your number one priority. At every time in your business, you need to have one priority, whether it's 30 days, 90 days, one year, three years, five years. You have one priority. And the process of determining that is looking at what that priority could be versus every other priority you could choose and why you believe that one priority will move the needle forward the most for you. So that's where you start your laser. And then you look at two other things. What are the resources? And that includes what other people do I need in order to achieve that priority? And then I like people to outline three possible paths for getting there, three scenarios. And the reason I like three is that when you've come up with three different ways you could achieve this, oftentimes you'll look at those and you'll go, oh, I'm going to combine either some elements from two or three of those into another path that I think is more robust. So it gives you more options. But you start off with all that because all too often, Entrepreneurs are so busy taking robust action rather than focused action, but you can't take focused action until you spend the time at that conscious stage of figuring out what this is about. And that's also figuring out the purpose, figuring out the three whys, turning that into a vision, then transforming the vision into a mission. All of that gets looked at uh, as, you know, soft or fluffy. That's where the foundation is. And if you don't have a foundation, you can't build a great company and great companies are not built without great visions. Yeah. You know, and this sometimes for the folks who are really good at uh, focusing in on uh, stepwise processes to make things happen and being rational. A lot of people I work with when I'm coaching is, Oh, you know, but this data show, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not logical sense, but you're saying, you know what? You have to step back and be willing to get in touch with that part of yourself to figure out uh, what's driving you, what's your motivation uh, to even move forward and get to the other pieces of it to, to start a business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it really, here's the thing to always remember the entrepreneurial journey is the personal journey mm -hmm. and it's your journey. It's really about you growing, evolving, becoming more conscious, you know, looking at possibilities differently, but when, it, when, when it's all said and done, it's actually not the company. It's what transformed in you and what was the journey like for you? Right. Because well, you, you, yeah. you have so many people, especially in Silicon Valley, who burn out. They, they made their fortune, let's say, but they do it and then they go, well, what was the meaning? Mm -hmm. What was the purpose of all this? And they feel empty, you know, driving the Maserati or the Bentley or whatever it is they want. Right. And one of the things I love about your book is that it's, you're talking about this burnout. You just triggered something for me. And that is 
uh, burning out yourself, but also part of this process and this journey of entrepreneurialism is thinking about the relationships you have with others who are in your support network, like or your significant other, and you give advice on that too. You know how to uh, think about when you're an entrepreneur, you're going to be really busy, and you need right. to make sure right. that you're letting Absolutely. people know. And yeah, so what? Well, what kind of, yeah. I think that there are two relationships, and let's call them marriages, whether you're married to your partner or not. And the two marriages are in competition with each other. Because as an entrepreneur, we are married to our business. We're married to our company. You know, it's what gets you up in the morning. But if you're in a relationship, guess what? that relationship can become very jealous of that other marriage that you're in. Yep. Yep. And so you have, you have two choices. You're going to have a wreck of a marriage with that other person, or you're going to learn how to pay attention when, when you come home and you listen about their day right. and you listen about what's important to them. And you create that weekend getaway. You've got to take time for that or you're really not going to be in a happy two marriages because you as the entrepreneur, not the person you're in a relationship with, it's not their responsibility. They did sign up for the ride, but they may not have understood everything they stood up, they, they signed up for. I mean, it sounded good when you told them about it, but they didn't really know the reality of this roller coaster you were headed out on right? You are the one who's responsible for balancing those two marriages. Yeah, this is so critical that, you know, it's not just about yourself. It's not just about the money. It's about the big picture. And it's about the people who are in your life as well. And I want to ask there, our listeners out there are going to want to reach out to you after the show. I know it from all the things you've been telling us. And I know you have a free gift for our listeners. So can you just tell sure. us a few minutes about that? Sure. Well, I'd like to give you my high performer formula because if you're an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter what kind of position you're in. I work with high performers that are entrepreneurial and you can get that at consciousmillionaire.com forward slash high performer. So that's consciousmillionaire.com forward slash high performer. But I know that a lot of your people really want to take their lives and their businesses to completely different levels, and that's the people I work with. So I'm going to give you my personal cell phone. I'll give it to you twice. It's 303-641-0401. And by the way, I'm in Denver. I love the Rockies. I go camping all the time when it's warm. 303-641-0401. And all they ask is just text me, but please put your name in it and what you want. Because I get texts all the time and I'm going, I have to go like, who is this? What did you want to talk about? So just send me a long text. It's okay. I will give you a call and love to talk to you and find out more about you. Well, that's great. I mean, that's, this is what we're all about here on reinventing nerds is having that personal contact and getting your cell phone number. Wow. That, that means a lot. Uh, so thank you. You know, I think that we've covered all of what I wanted to get done on the show and I'm just so glad that you're willing to share 
And so any last words to our listeners? Well, you know, I have seven habits in my book. So I want to cover the one. I created these seven habits. Six became pretty clear rather quickly. And then I kept changing out one of them that was at number four. And then I'd try another one. And I'd go, yeah, that's it. And then, then I found the one that I said, this is quintessential conscious millionaire. And from building and selling companies and, and helping entrepreneurs build their companies, I think this is the most important guiding light you can have. It covers your customer service. It covers how you build your team, how you treat your people, how you treat your suppliers. And it's always do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Because if we step back and we just ask, all right, we have these policies, we have these rules, but what's the right thing to do in this situation? People will remember you and you will build deeper relationships with people because you did the right thing. And maybe it costs you a little bit more money, but that little bit more money is going to come back to you, you know, a thousand fold. Because if you have the reputation that you do the right thing and that's your moral compass and that's how you build your business, people will want to work for you. The best talent are going to be attracted to you. The customers, you know, when they have a conflict, something doesn't go quite right. You don't just go, oh, well, you know, it was 30 days. They didn't return the product. No, you go, they're unhappy. Something failed. We want to make it right. They will remember you and tell everybody. Always do the right thing. And I think that's the best, you know, moral and ethical compass to build your business. Wow, that you couldn't have said it better. Um, Yeah, and uh, I'm so glad because that's uh, what's going to take you forward. And one of the things that I tell people, especially the younger folks out there, they're not always um, knowing what a reputation can do. And building that reputation is what will carry you forward no matter what you're doing, what your business is. It's, it's just the number one factor that often gets overlooked because we're in such a rush to get things done or get money in the door, uh, but do the right thing no matter what. Wow. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you what my father told me who was an entrepreneur and okay. it's the best piece of advice that I've always taken and used and really do the right thing kind of comes out of it. And that is you can't have too much goodwill. Mm -hmm. right? Goodwill is worth everything. Goodwill is you can mess up big time, but if you've got the goodwill and then you do what's right to take care of the mess up, you survive. But the companies that don't do that in today's world, they can, they can like bottom out and 30 days later, this great business is not this great business. And you and I could sit here and mention a few big tech companies right now who've been doing that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they haven't been taking care of doing the right thing. Right. All it takes is one tweet. There you go. (laughs) In this world, yes. Because that tweet can get you a million times. Yeah. Well, thank you, JV, uh, so much for being on the show. And it's time to sign off. So uh, thank you for our listeners, for Reinventing Nerds. Uh, If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. And join us next time at ReinventingNerds.com. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Reinventing Nerds and encourage you to apply what you learned to help you communicate better. 
For a free consultation with Joni to see how she can help you further, please visit ReinventingNerds.com. Until then, embrace your inner nerd and remain true to yourself while you develop your communication strategies.